श्री गुरु वैष्णव गुरु परंपरा की जाए श्री गोवर्धन पूजा की जाए राज गोवर्धन की जाए गौर भक्त बंद की जाए गौर प्रेम आनंद बोलो वेलकम वेलकम कैन क्वाइट सी यू विद द लाइट बिहाइंड यू इट्स द फर्स्ट टाइम यू कम हियर राइट वेलकम टू कम सो ऑफन एज यू लाइक so Maharaj spoke on a Govardhan Leela last night what part uh mostly beginning beginning it's a good place to start <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> so uh the Govardhan Leela course is an extensive leela covering maybe three three chapters or so in the 10th canto of the bhagavatam and um it uh is full of many important theological and philosophical points <clears throat> but and we don't have time to go through all of them i don't suppose but um i think that it's important to note that in many respects the central point of the uh leela is the that it 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 um illustrates in the form of the narrative of Krishna Leela the very conclusion of the Bhagavad Gita and of course the conclusion of the Bhagavad Gita is the um is the beginning of the Srimad Bhagavatam so the foundation on which the entirety of the of participation in the Leela is based is brought out in the entire entirety of Krishna Leela is based is brought out in the the Govardhan Leela in other words there this is a a, a transcendental drama and there's a stage on which it's performed of course and that stage we call the sharanagati hmm? and sharanagati is described by Thakur Bhaktivinoda drawing as he has from the uh, reference to its observance as a, as a, as an anga of bhakti in bhakti rasamrita sindhu and further beyond that to the uh, shri sampradaya where it's also emphasized it is uh been described they say by bhakti notapra sixfold hmm? um and again that based on re- references i've i've cited um and and so sixfold and central to that uh we have gopkritve varanam tata this is the what we would call the swarup lakshan of sharanagati that the primary uh, characteristic and then there's the tatasta lakshan the marginal characteristics that uh are attendant kind of principles to the central principle of sharanagati and gopritve varanam tata this is the meaning uh, the swarup lakshan of of uh, the uh, of sharanagati it it means that um i accept krishna as my maintainer hmm. 
it may be in the Sri Sampradaya that Rakshikshati uh, Vishwasvo, accepting Krishna as my protector, which is slightly different and which is another anga of the six-fold uh, limbs of Sharanagati, is considered to be central. But in Gaudiya Sampradaya, they're very similar. In Gaudiya Sampradaya, uh, we emphasize this uh, idea that Krishna is my maintainer. Both of them, of course, come out, these limbs of Sharanagati, very strongly in the Govardhan Leela. And so it's worth speaking a bit about that, the significance of Sharanagati. As I say, this is where the Gita concludes. And the Gita really is kind of a, a spiritual, intellectual orientation to the possibility of life within Leela. It's a very different life <laughs> than the present life. Life within karma is our present experience. It's a, it's a life where action, work, is um, obligatory. As it, it said, I owe, I owe, so off to work I go. I think there's a bumper sticker like that. Um, the seeds we've sown, then we, we have to reap and so forth. So with our every breath, every movement, every thought of exploitation of nature, of the natural world on our part for purposes conceived of as a result of our misidentification with nature, which makes us very small-minded, which makes nature uncomfortable then hmm, with our uh, less-than-ideal stewardship. hmm, Because because we are presiding over, if you will, uh, as as stewards of nature uh, for the small idea of, uh, of, of, of life conceived of in the mind, which is basically a life based on impressions drawn from nature, feelings, hot, cold, happy, sad, good and bad, the senses relay, information of experiences, tactile experience, the hearing experience, the, the auditory, well, the auditory <coughs> hearing experience, the the experience of smell and so forth, taste, impressions to the mind, mind makes decisions, determinations, I like this, I don't like that, and that's the world we live in, of our likes and dislikes, goods and bads, happies and sads. It's a very small world that puts us at odds with others whose likes and dislikes, goods and bads, happies and sads, are different from ours, based as they are in each case upon the instruments of the senses that are... um, imperfect in that they cannot give us a direct perception of the nature of being. Hmm? Um, indeed, they distort by their input the, the nature of, of being and cause us to be identified and think that our being is dependent upon objects of the world, objects of the senses. Hmm? Nothing could be further from the truth. Um, consciousness is, like we like to point out, irreducible. It's not dependent upon matter. It's not generated by matter. Hmm? Um, not being uh, produced by matter. Not being uh, uh, being mm, irreducible to matter. It's not 
confined by time and space, which means, of course, it has no beginning and it has no end, and we are of that nature, of the nature of consciousness. So it's a small world that we live in, in the world of the mind that is uh, uh, born out of identification with uh, uh, a sensual mental and intellectual perception of the world. I mentioned the Gita as a, as a spiritual intellectual orientation to the Leela. That means to say that while intellect, mind, and senses under themselves cannot bring us to comprehensive knowledge, knowledge that will fulfill the self, hmm, um, they nonetheless have their uh, utilization when uh, employed under higher guidance. So this is the idea of uh, bhakti has the capacity to employ the mind, the senses, and so forth. And so the Gita is a spiritually guided intellectual orientation to the Leela, giving much of the um, tattva about tattan twam, about, about you and that. You means the Atma, and that means Bhagwan. Hmm? Uh, I, uh, in a, a very significant conceptual orientation uh, uh, to, uh, to, to what is Krishna Bhakti. And uh, in the end, Krishna, of course, implore, and that by way of contrasting Krishna Bhakti and Uttam Bhakti with different kinds of Bhakti, uh, mixed Bhakti, Karma Mishra Bhakti, Gyan Mishra Bhakti, Yoga Mishra Bhakti, Bhakti Mishra Gyan, Bhakti Mishra Yoga, Bhakti Mishra Karma, so on and so forth. Uh, so many uh, mixtures and then things that are not Bhakti uh, at all, such as uh, the, the uh, petitioning of the gods and goddesses for material acquisition in the Karma Marg, the Varnashram, and so forth. All So many things are played out there, but one has to study the book with good guidance to know what its conclusion is and and why it emphasizes certain things at certain points and why those particular emphases don't constitute what the book is about ultimately and conclusively. Like I say, there may be an emphasis on Yoga Mishra Bhakti, for example, in the 8th chapter of the Gita. Hmm? But the purpose of such is to contrast it with Uttam Bhakti. Hmm? Similarly, in a very very obviously, in the beginning of the book, adherence to one's uh, uh, dharma within the system, socio-religious system of Varnashram is, is emphasized. Hmm? Indeed, Arjuna is told, follow your duty as a chatriya, even if it has some faults in it. Hmm? Because every duty in this world has some fault, and so trying to go to another's duty uh, that's outside of your varna, that, that, that won't be, uh, you won't escape that. So focus on your own duty. But in the end of the Gita, what does Krishna say about those duties? Sarvadharman prichajya mamikam sarvam Forgo those duties altogether. Reject them. It's very strong language. Sarvadharman prichajya. And as I said, the Bhagavatam begins with the same point. What does it say? Dharma projita. Projita means reject. Reject Dharma. <laughs> so, in order to become Krishna conscious, you have to give up religion. Hmm? That's what we teach. 
uh, among other things. Among other things, religion you have to have to give up. Bhakti trumps the varnashram. It is the pro dharma. Pro dharma. Ito bhakti Sai pumsam paro dharma. And from the very beginning of the book, as I say, which picks up where the Gita leaves off, if the Gita, as I say, is a spiritually guided intellectual orientation to life within the Leela, which is not obligatory life, hmm? neither it is obligatory that one has to do it as one has to work within the realm of karma, being chased by the reactions of what one has done, and there's no beginning to that. Hmm? Uh, not only is it not obligatory, neither is it your right. Hmm? So <laughs> it's a grace, bhakti, comes to us through the Guru Parampara, hmm? the opportunity for such. Um, and and, and he, upon embracing that opportunity, hmm? um, and hopefully understanding it, uh, intellectually with the spiritually uh, guided intellect, as I say, um, um, uh, pursuing it is improved and enhanced by an understanding of what it is. Uh, so the Goswamis have gone to great length to explain what they mean by bhakti. That book, Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, is an unparalleled book on the uh, subject of bhakti, there's no book like it. Nard Bhakti Sutras, even they may, may be cited in one place, pale in comparison to Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, for example, in terms of the extent to which uh, bhakti in the full sense of the term is explained by Rupa Goswami. So this Uttam Bhakti, uh, this uh, in its mature um, stage in Prem Bhakti, of course, affords us that entrance into Leela, which is a very different life than the karmic life. It's all about, uh, it's all voluntary, <laughs> and it's therefore all about giving, and giving, of course, is at the heart of what uh, what, what, what love is about. Um, so, and it's so much so that it forms a, really a union between uh, Bhagawan and, and the Jiva, a, a dynamic union that even bridges the gap that is found in worship, where there's the object of worship, the worshiper, and then there's the worship. That gap, gap is entirely breached, um, crossed over in the Braj Bhakti hmm, of the, uh, where Govardhan is so uh, central. So we, we'll get to some of those points. Um, but uh, again, the Gita concludes with this point of Sharanagati. Krishna says, Saradharman Pritya Mamekam Sharanam Praja. Come to me hmm, and forego the Dharma. He is saying to, to, to forget about Varnashram Dharma. Come under me, accept me as your maintainer, not any of the gods or goddesses. The Varnashram Dharma is full of acknowledgement of all the different gods and goddesses who preside, as it's thought, over different aspects of nature. Hmm? And uh, so it's a worshipable orientation uh, towards nature at the same time that it, that it involves an exploitation of nature. Hmm? 
it's a, it's nice in a way because it, it affords a, a a a taking from nature, which would be our animal kind of uh, disposition, hmm? uh, uh, but in such a way that's gentle enough hmm, that nature will cooperate with that, and in a very very distant and gradual sense a sense of oneself beyond nature and beyond the limits of humanity will be uh, promoted and one will move from a religious orientation to life to a spiritual experiential orientation to life from dharma jignasu what comes brahma jignasu hmm? it's that, that one follows the other as is explained in the, uh, the karma mimamsa is followed by the uttar mimamsa, the purva mimamsa, uttar mimamsa. Purva mimamsa is dharma atato, bring, begins atato dharma jignasu. Now we should inquire about religion. Having done so thoroughly, the purva mimamsa, the second dissertation, if you will, begins with what may be more well known to some of the devotees, probably like to quote it, atato brahma jignasu. Now is the time to inquire into Brahman. So having inquired about religion hmm, and completely colored one's, relig- one's human life with a, relig- with, a, with a kind of a religious, a spiritual, or, or let's say godly crayon, that means all of the things that you do in life, you give birth to children, you marry, you, you, you take care of the deceased, you attend funerals, you do all of these things that regardless of what, regardless of what society you're in, these are the basic human functions and so forth. They're all done in consideration of higher principles and, uh, and uh, God and so forth. And so it's a, it's a kind of a license to enjoy the world with, the, with, with positive, if you can call them that, uh, ramifications of in a form of material acquisition, material betterment and improvement, which is, let's say, don't necessarily constitute improvement from the absolute perspective, but because in a very, very gradual sense, they bring us to the point of, through religious inquiry and pursuit, to inquire further hmm, as to what the texts speak about and their secrets and so forth. The basic idea in the Karma Khanda is you do this and you get that. Hmm? And so you petition this god and that goddess and you do it in this way. You, you sit this in this direction at this time, wearing this outfit, hmm? uh, with this kind of a priest presiding over it, hmm? and saying these mantras and that kind of fire, and uh, so and get a good son, hmm? get a good daughter, you know, <laughs> something like that. And uh, of course, it, 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 the idea is that it worked. Hmm? Take it, it was a way of uh, tuning oneself to subtle um, forces and influences in the world. A very, very kind of uh, initial kind of, kind of orientation to the, uh, the consciousness which, which uh, uh, really drives the world, as the Gita says, apareyam mitastanyam. Prakritim vidime param. Jiva Bhuta Mahabaho Yaedam Dayateja God. It's the Jiva that's drive, the driving force in the world. It's consciousness that drives it. So some 
that theory is there, of course, but then to get some, to, to kind of put that in practice and live like that, and so that there is consciousness is driving, of course, uh, behind the jiva, jivatma is the paramatma, and so forth. So, uh, to gradually become uh, acquainted with that, and so in, in doing so, accomplish things. Hmm? And as a result of accomplishing the thing and getting the thing, one gets more of another thing that's that's a, that's kind of a most tangible, intangible. One gets faith, hmm? faith in the sacred texts and their efficacy. So looks deeper into them, further, and finds out that there's Brahma Jignasu. Hmm? That instead of just making your human life as good as it could be and going all the way to heaven. <laughs> and meeting Indra himself <laughs> and, and even becoming him <laughs> and coming back down again that, uh, that there's, there's a better way to spend your time more effective that you can get something enduring and the happiness from that that exceeds anything that you could get by manipulating and adjusting the material nature if you could take all of the happiness that's provided by every sensual, mental, intellectual pursuit, every taste, every sound, every smell, and so forth, uh, and put it in a big syringe and inject it into yourself, <laughs> it would not compare uh, to an, a tiny atomic particle of the happiness that you yourself are constituted of. Hmm? Where an ashram is preoccupied with... with, with uh, Becoming happy, hmm? uh, uh, becoming strong, hmm? uh, becoming uh, virtuous. Dharma, uh, or, uh, Dharma, Artha, Kama. Kama is the becoming happy. Artha is, is the becoming strong, becoming. Uh, 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 by amassing things, getting wealth. There's power in this, is the idea. And of course, Dharma is about, ultimately about virtue. It's about Kama, about Artha, about Dharma. Hmm? And then off the map, of course, of the Varnashram is the Moksha. Hmm? That, uh, that virtue ultimately leads to and becomes a bridge to and and you're beyond. You're on the other side, sannyas. Hmm? This is not inside the varnashram. It takes it. That's where we go. Go, go beyond that. Hmm? Uh, <laughs> so, uh, meanwhile, the, the the teaching, of course, with regard to the self, hmm, that's understood by those in a pursuit of the moksha of, of liberation, is that I'm spending my time trying to be pleasured. To be strong, uh, to to to, to become strong, to to become pleasure, to become strong, to become virtuous, and at the cost of missing the fact that you are by nature virtuous. By nature, you are strong. You don't nothing. Nainam chindanti shastrani nainam dahati pavaka. You know in the Gita. Can't be withered by the wind, burned by the fire, moistened by the drowned by the water. This kind of idea, hmm? enduring. You are an enduring unit of 
of self, of consciousness. And why try to be pleasured? <laughs> you are more pleasurable inherently. The sasukam, the pleasure, the ananda of the self, it cannot even be, it's categorically uh, different than the, the, the near ananda of the, that ultimately is the interaction with material nature on the part of the self in pursuit of trying to be happy, to be pleasured. Hmm? So all this time trying to be something you are. <laughs> this is a real waste of time. A very roundabout affair. Hmm? Hmm? So uh, that's uh, Madhuvan calling, I think. Yeah. So uh, all this time trying to be something that you already are. So, uh, so suddenly the whole Varnashram becomes a waste of time. It's not a waste of time if you need it. So it has its place. But by Sadhu Sangha, we can go to another place. Not only can we go to Brahma Jignasu by Sadhu Sangha and skip over the Dharma Jignasu, which is the, the slower route, the normal route. By Sadhu Sangha, one can forego the Dharma Jignasu and in, in, in embark upon Brahma Jignasu, but more so by the right kind of Sadhu Sangha, we can do Rasa Jignasu, which is the ultimate in Brahma Jignasu, as Taitare Upanishad says. Rasu Vaisaha. Hmm? He, Brahman, is Rasa. And this Rasa that is Brahman takes the form of Sri Krishna. Akila Rasamrita Murti, hmm? as the great uh, uh, Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu begins. Hmm? It is about him, who him, he who is the object of, perfect object of love. He is the ob, perfect object for ananda that is a reciprocal. The ananda of the self, swasukha, that, that, that the uh, uh, Sukadev was preoccupied with, the sukha, the happiness, different than Sukadev, the parrot, but uh, uh, that happiness has, has no object. Hmm? to repose itself in. It's abstract. But in bhakti there's an object. The object is Krishna. The Vishayalambana, in which the, the bhakti itself, the love, is reposed in. And there's reciprocal dealings. And love will be evaluated, engaged, hmm, on a ladder of reciprocal dealings. The extent to which my interaction with you constitutes love hmm? will be gauged on the extent to which I understand you and you understand me. Ultimately where your heart becomes my heart and my heart becomes your heart. We exchange hearts, so to speak, and my desires become your desires, yours become mine. How acquainted with my desires will you be if you accept them as your own and vice versa if I accept yours as mine? Hmm? So this is how to become, how in love we become one with another person, hmm? while remaining a person ourselves and not, you know, doing away with the two people. It's a dynamic unity, and this unity is is what is forged in the ultimate sense, of course, in Braj Bhakti, and this is what the Govardhan Lila wants to teach us about, by way of a, of making a strong point in the context of the Lila, as to the fact that it. The drama of that Leela is performed on the stage 
of Sharanagati. Hmm? The, the art of that Leela is performed on the canvas of Sharanagati. And central to this is Gopritve Varanam Tata. This is how the Gita ends. He says, forget the gods and the goddesses. Hmm? In terms of thinking of them as someone who will maintain you. And the necessity to bargain with them hmm? um, through sacrifice and adherence to different rules and regulations that they may provide for you. Forget that. Hmm? It's a very heavy statement. It doesn't seem so heavy to us who are not seriously involved often before coming to uh, uh, a religious experiential path like Gaudiya Vaishnavism, not seriously engaged in Dharma Jignasu in a, in a, in a, in a, uh, in a uh, uh, classical Vedantic sense, or even in the general sense, perhaps. Uh, 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 but you can imagine in a society where this is the religious norm of Arnashram. This is what... The, and it, there's only like one class of people that is beyond it. That's, and they're, they're gone anyway. <laughs> the sannyas, they're not in the world. They left, they're gone. They have nothing to do with the world. So what the world is about is this varnashram, hmm? the system, you know, how, how you know, be, being socially and religiously in, interact, how they lawfully acquire hmm? the necessities born of their material identification. It's a whole, you know, huge law books, if you will, about this. Um, and and this, is, this, is, this, is, this is their central life. Hmm? And, uh, and, and here comes the Gita, and, and at the end it makes this, it said many things all along, but in the end it comes to this conclusion, oh, Arjuna, you should be my devotee, uh, give yourself to me, absorb your mind in me, and then how to do that, Next verse comes, Sarva Dharman Pritya. This is the beginning. Well, give up, give up the Varnashram. It's like, what? <laughs> and earlier you said, <laughs> you know, follow the Varnashram. Be careful. I wanted to not fight because in my duty there was a problem. I had to kill relatives and it would, could cause other problems. And Krishna said, yeah, there are problems with Varnashram. And I'm getting to the point now. Reject it <laughs> altogether. <laughs> There are problems. Hmm? No matter how you try to adjust the material world, there, there, there's, a, there's a downside. Hmm? Hmm? So this is a, another path. And it's not sannyas. Hmm? Therefore, sarva dharma prityaja, dharma projita. The famous Sri Swami commented on, in this Bhagavad verse that Bhagavatam begins the second verse of Srimad Bhagavatam. The verse that is, we call it the Vastanurde Shloka of the Bhagavatam. The verse that describes the tattva, what the book is about in a nutshell. Hmm? Hmm. Uh, Dharma Projita, the famous commentator Sri Swami says of ancient time that Mahaprabhu was so respected, says, and Projita means completely rejecting. Hmm? That means not only the Barnashram, the Karma Marg, but the Gyanmarg also. This book is rejecting that. Hmm? These two things are highlighted. Gyan karmadi anavritam, as Rupa Goswami put it. We are teaching about bhakti from Bhagavatam, and it is called uttam bhakti. Hmm? And it is not covered by karma 
obhagyan. Hmm? It, it, it means we enter into bhakti, we have no concern, but the gods will be upset with us or what if we don't fulfill this practice or that or, or they, that there will be anything lacking. No. Bhakti is complete in itself. Hmm? And more complete. What can be derived from it is anything that you could have possibly wanted from Varnashram. Anything you could possibly wanted your very self to rescue it back from Varnashram uh, in Gyanmarg and, and, and much more. Hmm? To understand Brahma, to inquiry into Brahman does not necessarily give you access uh, in, in, into, into, into Golokam. Hmm? That requires understanding Brahman as rasa. So this is a very uh, powerful statement at the end of the Gita, and he just kind of drops it in right there. Forgo the Dharma. Forget about Indra. It's basically what he's saying. Hmm? Uh, the chief, Indra means the chief, chief of the God. Just don't worry about it. Take shelter of me. And, and don't worry what might happen to you. I'll, I'll protect you. Hmm? I'm your maintainer. I'm your protector. Gopritve varanam tata. Rakshikshati divishpatva. This is, as I say, central to Sharanagati. Accept me as your maintainer. Hmm? He just drops this kind of bomb at the end of the Gita. This is what I've been talking about all along. I've said so many things and from so many different angles. If you didn't get it, let me say it real clearly to you. Hmm? <laughs> On no uncertain terms. Become my devotee. And what does it mean? Don't be devoted to anyone else. Forget about that. All those other people, thing, uh, concerns, forget about them. Just take shelter of me. That's what I'm saying here. It's like, it's a, it's a very heavy, you know, kind of, uh, if you didn't understand it, he says, I'm, let me make it real clear to you. And what, what do you do with that? It's like, whoa. And Bhagavatam comes kind of as, in a, in a sense, as a natural sequel to uh, to the Gita, where in the Gita is the a spiritual, intellectual orientation to Leela. The Bhagavatam is the is is the soul proper, hmm, is the subject, life, the pos- possibility of the life in Leela, and the Leela is played out. Of course, this is the, what is highlighted, the the, the, the the showcased in Bhagavatam. With so many different cantos, talking about ten different subjects, hmm? nine of which are ashrita, the tenth of which is ashray. The tenth is the shelter of all the other nine. When you study all the other nine, you realize there's one thing that's talked about in this book is the shelter of these other nine, and they're big things like the creation, the manifestation of the world, the primary and the secondary one, and so on and so forth. Uh, the winding it up, Niroda, Mukti, these are some of the nine subjects. They're all sheltered under one. One is shelter-giving, the others are sheltered. And what is the one that is the shelter-giving? That's Krishna. So you've gone through it and you go, wow. And and so he's not just an ordinary cowherd boy. <laughs> he's a pretty extraordinary one. Uh, uh, and so a kind of a philosophical... Yeah canvas, if you will, is, is drawn as well, that, that Krishna may be understood properly when we come to the 10th canto. And, uh, and of course, there, there, this is what the book is really about. I mean, there are, what, 90 chapters or so of the, of the 10th canto. Um, 
it's uh, uh, you know, bigger than several other cantos combined. So it's the real heart of the whole book, sometimes described as the smiling face of, of the book. Um, you've arrived there. And when uh, Sri Rupa Goswami Prabhupada says, Bhagavat Shravan, he says, Sadhu Sanganam Kirtan, Bhagavat Shravan. Uh, these are three of the five, the other two worshipping of the deity, living in a holy place. These are powerful, powerful angas of sadhana bhakti. Hmm? Sadhu Sangha, Nam Kirtan, you know the meaning. Bhagavat Shravan, here in the Bhagavatam, as I say, worshipping the deity uh, uh, and uh, living in a holy place. But with, with regard to uh, hearing Srimad Bhagavatam, Jiva Goswami comments, this means hearing the tenth canto. Hmm? We should hear all the cantos, as I've explained and proper would emphasize, but ultimately it means hearing the tenth canto. Hmm? Having the right philosophical, theological orientation to that and hearing that and developing relish for Krishna Leela. And if you study the tenth canto of the Bhagavatam, hmm, carefully, with good guidance, you realize the center of that, then, which is the center of the book, the center of the center is the Braj Leela. Hmm? Leaving the Brajlila for the Maturalila, Dwarkalila, if you study it carefully, you see it's all pointing back to the Brajlila and highlighting it. Hmm? And then, of course, within that is the Rasalila. Hmm? The center of the center of the Bhagavatam has a center also. Hmm? The center of the Bhagavatam is, the, is, is Krishna Lila. The center of that is the Brajlila. The center of that is the Rasalila. Hmm? The center of that is the Gorlila. Hmm? <laughs> And suddenly we are in another whole, whole other world uh, where Krishna is be, trying to become the ashrai, the shelter of love and experience Radha's love. Because deep, we know, in the, in the, in the Rasa Leela, Krishna finds that Radha's experience of Rasa exceeds anything of his own experience. And he is driven to taste that. Hmm? And this is the genesis then of the, of, of the Gaur Leela, an extension of, of the shortcomings that Krishna Leela uh, has from Krishna's perspective. Hmm? From our perspective, it doesn't have a shortcoming, but from Krishna's perspective, it does. That's therefore the necessity of the Gorlila, that he might try to experience Radha's love. Hmm? And of course, that gives us access to Krishna Leela hmm? in a big way, in a way that is not p possible through any other uh, dispensation, such as the nature of the uh, Gorlila, the dispensation is extraordinary. Hmm? Even there are other dispensations about the Brajlila in Rag Sampradayas like the um, Balab Sampradaya or Nimbark Sampradaya. They don't give the kind of access to the center of that Leela that, uh, that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's dispensation does. Hmm? So, um, from the Gita to the Bhagavatam, the end of the Gita, the beginning of the Bhagavatam, we find this emphasis on Sharanagati. And when we come to the narrative of the Leela of Krishna, we find this principle played out in the Govardhan Leela. So this is one, if not the central point of the whole Leela that it wants to speak to us about. Hmm? The Leela, of course, Govardhan is, is spoken about in different places, in different uh, Puranas and... Uh, and such. These these are uh, Puranas, Itihasas, these are histories. But they are a certain kind of history. They are histories that are like based on a true story. In other words, 
they speak about truth hmm? and they use invoke a poetic license to speak about the truth in such a way that the point uh, will, be, will be driven home. And, and different Puranas and, and texts will want to drive different points home from the truth. Hmm? And so uh, we find it in different Puranas of stories told a little differently and different emphases will be found. That is the beauty of the Bhagavatam, of course, because the, with, in relation to other Puranas, because the Puranas are, they speak to us like a friend. The Vedas speak to us like a father. And the Kavya hmm, that speaks to us like a lover. Hmm. So the father says, don't do that, do that. And no questions asked. I mean, that's not how it is today, I don't think, but it used to be like that. <laughs> I ain't got time to answer your questions. Just, just don't do it, okay? I'm your father. <laughs> yeah, just do that, okay? Uh, but of course, the idea behind that is the father full of affection, the son and daughter feel that, and so they don't ask any questions. They think, okay, good guidance. Father says do this, we do it. Hmm? So Shastra and the, 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 the Shruti, the Veda, they speak like that, like a father. Now, the Puranas, they have a different approach. They speak like a friend. So they sit down, tell a story, hmm? and, you know, I'll tell you a story. You know, I, I did, did this, I went there. I, I, and, and, and then they seek to, like a friend, uh, counsel us, give us make, make, make points to us, and so forth. Hmm? And the story may be embellished for making the point, hmm? the details of the story. Therefore, we find they're told at different times, at different places, and as I said, in different ways, and the details are different, but, but the point is being made. Like if I tell a story and I embellish it, but I, just to bring home the point, then hmm, this is how they speak, like a friend. And then the kavya, as I said, uh, the, the poetic literature and so forth, uh, this speaks like a lover with suggestive language that you have to read into and see the implications of, and so forth. So Bhagavatam gives histories like allegorically, somewhat. They're based on a true story, is, is kind of the idea. So, but, but the Bhagavat, unique from the different Puranas, has all three of these voices. It speaks like a Shastra, like a father. It is Shruti Saramikam, its own um, estimation. The Saram, the cream, the essence of the Shruti. It's a Purana, which would make it a Smriti, but it says that it's actually the essence of the Shruti. And, of course, it's said to have been spoken originally by Krishna to Brahma. And what constitutes a Shruti is that it comes directly from the mouth of God as it's thought and so forth, and it's heard. Hmm? Uh, so it, it speaks like a Shruti, like a father. Hmm? It speaks like a friend, and it speaks like a lover. It has all of these voices one of the ways in which it's different than any of the, of the other Puranas and um, gives it, helps to give it the important position that it has. Its position is like that of the New Testament from the uh, Western religious uh, perspective. You have a New Testament of, of love that supersedes the Old Testament of law. So the Bhagavatam is like this. It's a New Testament of love that supersedes the Old Testament of law, and particularly the law means the Varnashram. Hmm? It says at the beginning, it says, it's not about that. In fact, it rejects it. 
Not only does it, as I say, reject the Varnashram, but it rejects the transcendence of Varnashram that constitutes sannyas and moksha that that is arrived at by kind of the antithesis of what the uh, Varnashram uh, participant is preoccupied with. The Varnashram participant is preoccupied with acquisition, material betterment, and so forth. Hmm? And uh, being virtuous, as I said, pleasuring oneself and uh, getting power. So the opposite of that acquisition is is the gyan mark, the giving up, letting go of things, not taking, hmm? but not doing anything either. (laughs) So if I can't have it, this is wise. I can't have it. Nothing's mine. It's here today. It's gone tomorrow. I can't keep it. Then I won't do anything. Hmm? <laughs> I will sit. <laughs> and and so by withdrawing from action, of course, there's, this, there's a whole system to that and whatnot. But by doing so, um, one is no longer taking, hmm? but one's not giving really in the full sense of the term either. One hasn't become yet a lover. So the Bhagavatam is not concerned with that. Hmm? Just stopping from taking. It's about becoming a lover. Hmm? And this requires, as I say, an object to repose a love in. This is what Sri Krishna represents. Not just identifying with myself, with Brahman. And that's just me there. Hmm? Om Shanti, Shanti, Shanti. Not like that. Hmm? No. That we, uh, the, the bhakti marg is, is is about that which makes Brahman move. As I often say, Brahman's everywhere. How can it move? Hmm? If you're everywhere, where do you go? Hmm. But Krishna's <coughs> moving in Leela, so he's animating the Brahman. This is the power of bhakti, which is the sarup shakti of Bhagwan, hmm? in essence. So the the, the Govardhan Leela, it's it's it's, it's um, one of the beautiful. Leela's of the tenth canto of the Bhagavatam, and its central point, and as I'm speaking about it today, is the Sharanagati that has to be in place in order to embark upon the path of bhakti, really. Uh, or let us, therefore, yes, therefore, Bhakti Thakur, for example, has identified Sharanagati with what? Sharanagati and Shraddha are synonymous. Shraddha means faith. So you, you, sometimes people think of faith as being in, well, you know, you got faith, you got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't have any reasoning. Uh, good luck. Hope you, hope you get something from your faith. Something like that. But it's a very tangible thing, this faith, that gives us eligibility to tread the path of bhakti. And how do we see it? How does it manifest so that we can actually, as something tangible, so how does it manifest as something tangible that we see in Sharanagati? Are these symptoms of Sharanagati, these sixfold angas of Sharanagati, are they in place? Central of which is Krishna is my maintainer. Or do I still think I, 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 I'm beholden to Varnashram in some way, and I better be careful about that, or, or otherwise I'll, something will be lacking. Mm-hmm. 
Or do we understand surrender to Krishna and taking shelter of him as our maintainer is complete unto itself and that we have nothing to worry about, as he says. This is So Sharanagati and Shraddha, they go together. And Sharanagati, and Shraddha is what enables us to take up the path. Hmm? So this Govardhan Leela is, is very much a, like a, a Leela that speaks to us through the narrative of Krishna Leela as to the uh, um, what really gives us eligibility to tread the path. Certainly the, the inhabitants of Vrindavan are all Sharanagatas, they're Premikas. You know, they're far beyond Sharanagati, but Sharanagati is in place. Hmm? Our effort in Sanana Bhakti is to cultivate Shraddha and Sharanagati. And when we reach the stage of Ruchi, hmm, that stage of Sharanagati has been erected in the heart. Therefore, Mahaprabhu described it as, as Nadanam, Najanam, Nasundarim, Kabitamba. Hmm? Not dependent upon anything else, not desirous of anything else, only Bhakti. Right, so, uh, so uh, our emphasis should be on Shraddha and Sharanagati with some interest in the ideal. Hmm? When we cross into from Ruchi into Asakti and Baba Bhakti, the interest will progressively become more in terms of longing for the ideal, and that longing is very appropriate in that it will be very fruitful hmm? to the extent to which the stage of Sharanagati is in place. That drama of Krishna Lila will be coming and appearing in your heart, you know, in a theater near you very soon. Hmm? If, I mean to say, the stage of Sharanagati is not in place, we're not cultivating uh, uh, the, the uh, erection of, of that, the building of that stage, then our longing to enter the Lila is a little bit uh, 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 he lost him there not well conceived hmm? we want to know as I give the example before we, we go to the mall you want to know where to go you look on the map he says your room 108 is up here and you are here you need to know both these things where to go and where you are and knowing where to go and where you are gives you the insight into what step to take next to go where you want to go. You don't just fly up there to room 108 with your shoes on. Hmm? <laughs> you know, so, uh, so no, there's a, there's a way. Hmm? So there's certain emphases along the path in pursuit of that ideal. Hmm? Um, so, so this is very important, hmm? this Sharanagati, and see how the Bhagavad and Krishna Lee that's dedicated to two, three... Uh, some chapters to it. It's huge. And uh, so many things are brought up, but this is the central central point. Some other texts, as I said, speak about the uh, Govardhan Lila too. We, 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 there's a, the charming stories of the, uh, of the um, Garga Samhita, for example, which come to mind. Hmm? Uh, there, there's some mention of Hanumans looking for uh, stones and mountaintops and whatnot to help uh, build the bridge to... Uh, to to Lanka, hmm? uh, was it called Lanka? Yes. Now it's called Sri, Sri Lanka, but that's the old name, right? Anyway, to build a bridge there, hmm? 
um, and coming to the Himalayas and Govardhan wanting to go to be in the service of Ram and so forth. And some voice coming from the sky and saying, he's not needed now. Hmm. We've got enough. Come on back. The Hanuman's going, he's happy, but, but Govardhan's disappointed. Hmm. So yeah, so then Ram sends him back and says, tell him I'm going to come in, in another yuga and in, 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 in Vrindavan and I'll see you there. Hmm. And so, <laughs> something like that. So, so then the, the Gargasamita also speaks about about uh, Krishna's desire to uh, descend and perform his leela. And she says, "I'm not going without Govardhan and Jamuna. Hmm. I'm not going. Hmm. <laughs> you can go. I'm not going with you without Govardhan and Jamuna. I don't leave this place. Hmm. You don't leave the place." You appear to, but I don't even appear to. Hmm? You know, so Krishna appears to leave Vrindavan. Hmm? The says, "I don't even, I don't even appear to leave." Hmm? Uh, uh, I am, you know, she's not saying that, but more or less, I am Vrindavaneshwari. This is my place. Hmm? This is um, uh, uh, therefore Mahaprabhu prayed that my uh, more man Vrindavan. Hmm? in the mood of Radha. My mind is Vrindavan. Hmm? And unless, talking to Krishna, unless you're in, in it, it, it won't be peaceful and you won't be happy either. Hmm? Uh, so uh, she said, this is an, it's an important uh, theological point that uh, we want Vrindavan Krishna. And Vrindavan Krishna means Govardhan, Radhakund, Jamuna, all these things, not alone. When Peter Marsh was once explaining to us the, the difference between our bhajans coming from Bhaktivinoda Thakur and Narutam Thakur and so forth and those sung by Mirabai. Hmm? He pointed out that in Mirabai's songs there's mention of Krishna and herself, but we don't find the mention of Nanda, Jashoda, Radhika, Sridham, Sudham, Govardhan, Jamuna. So we don't know what Krishna she's talking about. <laughs> Because Krishna not only is not without these things, he's defined by them. Hmm? The love, for example, that Radhika embodies is what Krishna corresponds with. This is the Achintya Beta Beta equation. He is one with her love. Hmm? So we're interested in the Krishna standing next to Radha. As Prabhupada used to say, Krishna, you mean he's okay. <laughs> not, not that charming, but standing next to Radha, then he becomes very handsome. Mm-hmm. Then he shines that much, much more. Mm-hmm. I, I mentioned this the other day that we were discussing, and the question sometimes comes up that at the dawn of creation, it said that Brahma was enlightened by Krishna. Gopal Tapani says he appeared in Gopavesh in the form, in the dress of a cowherd, with the Gyan Mudra, you know, and gave a blessing to, uh, to Brahman, enlightened him, and so forth. So then sometimes devotees ask, well, you know, he saw Krishna then. Why did he be confused when he come confused when he saw him in the Vrindavan Leela, the Brahma Vimohan Leela, where Brahma stole the calves and cows and so forth? Because he wasn't in his Gyan Mudra there. <laughs> he had a lump of <laughs> of yogurt and rice and fruit in his hand, and he was he was putting it in his mouth, and then with his other hand taking it out and putting it in his friend's mouth and taking food from their mouths and putting it in his mouth and this is different than looks similar, but this guy must be an imposter because my guru sits like this and he gives knowledge and 
is very awe-inspiring and so forth. Hmm? And, and this guy doesn't even... This is Brahma. His name is Vidhi. Rules. Hmm? <laughs> this guy doesn't even know how to, you know, eat like a civilized person. <laughs> and the gods and are all, you know, and goddesses and up in an uproar about him. So he was unrecognizable. Similar, hmm? but look like an imposter of my guru. Hmm? And the gods are taking this, I better go down and weigh in here and so forth. Of course, then he found out who is the Brajlila uh, Krishna. What was his, his prospect from that mantra, the Gopal mantra that he received? What was his prospect? Where it, where it, where, where it lies ultimately. Hmm? And Brahma, Prabhupada and Vishwanath Chakvati Thakur, both in their commentaries in Bhagavatam, like to see the Brahma in Sakirasa. That can also be derived from Gopal Mantra that he received. Sakiras and Madhurasa. These are the emphases, particularly the Madhurasa in Gaudiya Sampadaya. So, Radha wouldn't go without Gobardhan, without Jamuna. That means that Swayam Bhagavan is standing next to Radha, needs all these things. Gobardhan is a particular manifestation of Krishna. Radha Kund at the foot of Gordon is a manifestation of, of Radhika. Hmm? And from the point of view of, when we look from the point of view of Sandini Shakti, one of the elemental constituents of the Swarup Shakti hmm? that Bhakti is constituted of. When we look from the point of view of Sandini Shakti, we'll see the Dham Govardhan as non-different from Krishna. So, if, if we're to have Krishna, then we're to have all these things. So those songs that are including all these things, we need, that person's getting, getting close. <laughs> Raghunath Das made a nice prayer like that. Nam shrestam apisachi putra matra sarupam tasyagrajatam urupatim urum radha kundam giribaram maho radhika madhavas. So... Pujapad Sridhar said a nice thing to us uh, once. He said, when we become acquainted with all these things, Radhakund, Govardhan, Jamuna, so then we know we, we've, we've understood our guru. We're, we're getting close to what he's talking about through the mantra. The, the, all these things are coming within our view and our experience and so forth. So it's a nice idea what, 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 uh, <laughs> what's involved Hmm? Um, I had a guy once tell me, what's, what's that? Prabhupada is about book distribution. <laughs> I, he really need to read another book. <laughs> That's true too, but, <laughs> but what, what are the, what are the, you got to read those books. That's important also. Uh, it's not just book selling here. There's, there's something behind all that. Huh? And there's, there is, this is about entering the book, hmm? entering the book. And as much as you've entered there, as much as you're going to have currency to convince other persons of its validity, its value, and, uh, and compel them to uh, take it up. The idea of the Bhagavatam, the invitation of the Bhagavatam is to write your own page. Learn how to write hmm? and what, what the size of the paper is. Hmm? So some tattva and then... With that and that charnagati in place, hmm? write your own your own ticket here. Write your own page. You 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 are also entering into the leela. Hmm? 
Hmm? And you can talk about it from, the, from, from a particular rasic perspective and so forth and uh, share the ideas and, and whatnot. So, so to get, anyway, uh, this uh, Sharanagati in place, this is so important that the Bhagavatam in Krishna has taken about three chapters to uh, emphasize the point. Hmm? And of course, uh, we, you know, the story begins with um, Krishna's curiosity and his, the, the axe to grind that he has with Indra. Hmm? He has an axe to grind with Indra from the point of view of, of his omniscience and from the point of view of his uh, bewilderment by love. These are two sides of Krishna, the latter of which is more prominent in the Vrindavan Leela. Hmm? His omniscience is much less prominent. Hmm? It recedes largely to the background. It's there enough that he can hear the prayers of the sadhakas. Hmm? Uh, sometimes flashes up. So from the perspective of his omniscience, he knows the inhabitants of Vrindavan, they're doing this yagya to worship Indra. Who the hell's Indra? <laughs> you know, and who am I? <laughs> you know, they should be centered on me, not Indra. So I have to instruct them, something like that. Hmm? And from the point of view of his bewilderment, he also has an axe to grind with Indra because this Indra Yogi has been going on now for seven years. Govardhan leaders performed at Krishna's seventh year. Hmm? For seven years. And he's been aware of it for, you know, six or seven years. Hmm? because it was during the same month of Kartik, during the Damodar Leela, hmm? that Mother Yasoda was in a bind while nursing Krishna hmm? and decided to put him down to tend to milk on the stove that had been gathered from special cows and special grasses by Nanda Maharaj at the insistence of Yasoda Mahi because their son was found to be stealing out into the neighborhoods and stealing butter and yoga from other houses, and the neighbors were complaining. And Lord Yasoda would defend him and say, "It's not true. I don't believe it." She knew it was actually true, so she told her husband, "What kind of cowherd are you? Our, our milk's not good enough. Our son's stealing from other places. It's embarrassing to me. Hmm. Get it together, you know." So he got some special cows on special grasses. That milk was boiling on the stove, and started to boil over. Why didn't she just say to one of her Household attendants, you tend to the milk while I take care of baby Krishna. Because they were all busy with the Indra Yagya, making preparations for it. This was a huge event in Braj. Because that was, as it was conceived at the time, as well, we're dependent upon cows, we're cow people. And cows are dependent on grasses, and grasses dependent on the rain. If there should be a drought, we'll be finished. Hmm? So... Indra's in charge of the rain, so we worship him. And this was like a huge um, event. It was a party, really. People would come from outside the brudge, all dressed in their best Sunday clothes and meet people they hadn't seen the whole year and so forth for the Indra Yagya, and, and there would be all types of uh, details that had to be attended to and, and whatnot. And so at the time of the Dhamma Lila, Mother Yasoda was home alone with Krishna, which is not ordinarily her situation. She had many assistants in the house, nursemaids and so forth, who also, under her guidance, tasted Vatsali Rasa. 
Hmm? She's the paradigmatic figure the exemplifying the full face of 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 Vatsalya Rasa. Those who want to follow in that, follow in the footsteps of Yashodama's Bhava. Hmm? She is the Ragatmaga who's Rag uh, Anug. We follow in the footsteps of if we want that kind of love. Hmm? And so anyway, all of the millions and zillions and unlimited mothers, if you will, of Krishna, nurses, they're all working for the Govardhan, uh, for the, excuse me, the Indra-yagya. And so Krishna was taken off the breast of his mother. This was a traumatic psychological event in his life, in childhood, you can imagine. Hmm? Hmm. Traumatized he was. And so he, 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 you know, he performed a tantrum, and that only got made matters worse. Hmm? He got tied up. Can you imagine, you know, mother ties up child to tree, you know. It's on CNN, you know. <laughs> Neighbors notice and, uh, and, and supply rope to help her, you know. <laughs> what, what kind of community is this, you know. Uh, of course, ultimately she tied him up because she was afraid he was, he was going to run away. Hmm? And she'd lose him. Hmm? But anyway, it's this huge and tra- traumatic event psychologically in his childhood and as he grew up he realized this is all about this guy Indra he caused this <laughs> so I'm, I'm tired of this guy you know <laughs> so <laughs> both from the point of view of his omniscience and from the point of view of his his, his, his bewilderment under love hmm? he had some issues with Indra hmm? and so he began to um, curiously question Nanda Maharaj's uh, involvement in this whole affair. He says, what's this all about anyway? His father had a tendency to think, look, I'm busy. This is a big thing, you know. Talk to me later, okay? Uh, but his son pressed him and said, you know, what is this about? To the point that Nanda Maharaj started to wonder, what is this about? Why do we do this anyway? Hmm? And this is the nature of a lot of ritualistic activity and so forth. It just becomes a ritual. We do it because, well, I don't know. You're supposed to do it. Hmm? Uh, there's a famous story of the of the of the the guru who was teaching the Gita. And while he was teaching the Gita, a cat came and started to meow, and so it was disturbing. So he said, "Take the cow, tie the cow to the to the tree here, and give her a, a bowl of milk." And so, then then the cow. Was the cat was quiet. Did I say cow? Cat. 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 Excuse me. Cat. And, and, and then he could speak to Gita. So the next morning he began to speak to Gita again. The cow, cat came and started to meow. He said, you know, tie that. And so the next morning came. And so it just became automatic. The cat would come every morning and meow, habituated to getting the milk, right? And one of the students would rise up and tie the cat and, and so forth. And so after a while... The guru passed on, and the successor, Acharya, from his students, came and sat in the seat, and the cat would come, and, and after some time, the cat passed on. Hmm? And so then the next day, they came to speak to Gita, and the, and the guru said, where, where is the cat? Hmm? <laughs> in order to speak the Gita, you have to tie a cat up. To a tree, and she has to drink milk. Once she drinks milk, then we can speak to Gita. <laughs> get another cat, you know. So they had to get another cat. So, in this way, there's a tendency to be somewhat mindless hmm, in religious uh, 
uh, ritual and preoccupation and so forth. So Krishna says, you know, what's this all about anyway? He presses him on it. He says, is this coming from the parampara? Is this just something that's used that language? Is this just something some people have made up, maybe? Hmm? So Nanamaraj realizes actually he's, he's on shaky ground. He doesn't really know where it came from, this ritual. But, but anyway, you know, we depend on the rains and, uh, and, and we're cow people and, and so here we are making this big arrangement and so Krishna presses on and he makes different arguments why he doesn't think it's a good idea. Nanamash hmm? really doesn't have time to listen to why it's not a good idea um, but nonetheless he's very charmed by his seven-year-old son speaking philosophy. That's very charming. Hmm? Yeah. And so, and he speaks Nyaya philosophy, the Sankhya philosophy, hmm? Karma Mimamsa philosophy, hmm? a, little bit of, a little bit of Vedanta. A little bit of Vedanta in the beginning, he says, look, according to Vedanta, you and I are one. Hmm? This kind of Vedanta. So you shouldn't keep anything from me. <laughs> Tell me what it's about. Hmm? Then he speaks from a Sankhya point of view, and a, as I say, the Nyaya point of view, the Karma Mimamsa point of view. Hmm? Uh, what's, it's what's considered to be non-theistic, non uh, some of the non-theistic traditions even. Uh, and, and so one of the implications of this, of course, that Nanamarsh ultimately acquiesces and forgoes the Yajna, Indra Yogya and follows the lead of, of Krishna. And, 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 and why? Uh, Krishna didn't explain to him Gaudiya Vedanta or, you know, Krishna Bhakti. That comes out, of course. He manifested himself as Govardhan and so we, realized, we realized it's about worship of Krishna. Hmm? But Krishna doesn't say, worship me. He says, get your head out of the clouds, okay? You know, we get food from Govardhan Hill. We should worship Govardhan Hill. The hill is a great uh, benefactor. A great, it, it gives life and nourishment and support to so many. Hmm? Back for a moment to the Garga Samhita. Another story from Garga Samhita is the story of how Govardhan came to Vrindavan. Hmm? Uh, it, it, it's said that a, a rishi from Banares went to the Himalayas to get a mountaintop because there's no mountains in Banares. Hmm? If you don't have a mountain, you don't have a peak to go up on, look, look and see, you know, to protect yourself. Who's coming from a distance? Hmm? So this is thought to be one of the advantages of having a mountain. Hmm? <laughs> Plus it, you know, breaks up the landscape a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and so he went to the Himalayas, this is this, this, the lore, you know, he, he went to the Himalayas to get a, a mountain top, and there was this a beautiful Govardhan who was thought to be the king of mountaintops. Hmm? And of course the Rishis, all these, they would personify all aspects of nature and so forth. And, and so uh, uh, the, uh, the father of the mountain didn't want his son to go, but the son, I think, agreed to go and he, and he, he said, I should fulfill the wish of the sage. But, uh, but, but he made a stipulation, wherever you stop in your travels, then I'll sit there, I won't go any further. Hmm? And so as they passed along, they came over the Vrindavan area and by the power of Giriraj, who wanted to fulfill Radhika's 
request to build the playground of Vrindavan on earth, manifested on earth, that Krishna would descend with her and perform their 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 um, romantic leelas, he caused the rishi to have to answer the call of nature. <laughs> so the rishi had to put him down for a second and and uh, and and uh, take a pee. Hmm? <laughs> and uh, and and the rishi came back to pick him up and and geared Govardhan wouldn't move and he said, well, you know, you, you've got to come with me. I said, wherever you stop, you know, I won't go. But, but this doesn't count. I, this isn't my destination. I, you know, <laughs> this is a road stop along the way here, you know. <laughs> she said, sorry, I'm taking it literally here and I'm not moving. Of course, then the Govardhan was said to be cursed by the Rishi to shrink the size of a mustard seed every year or something like that. Hmm? So, then it's thought all those years, the diminished form of Govardhan that we see today, that doesn't look like a majestic mountaintop, if you will, hmm, is because for so many years and yugas it waited for Krishna's appearance and it shrinked in size, not really to the cur- by the curse of the Rishi, but in separation. When's he coming? When are Radhika and Krishna going to come? I've manifest here in this form, at least in this form here, in the Bhomalila, uh, uh, the earthly lila, I'm, I'm feeling separation. And this, of course, the earth is the place where that separation lila is most felt. It's fully played out. The separation in Krishna lila is fully played out in, in, in the prakat lila, the manifest lila on earth, not in the aprakat lila. There are many advantages to the prakat lila. Hmm? That may be thought to be a disadvantage. Separation, long time Krishna goes to Mathura and Dwarka and so forth. But actually looked at very deeply theologically, it's also an, an advantage. It's thought, therefore, that the, the Deva Leela, which is the Leela in Golok, comes out of the, of the, of the Nara Leela, the human-like Leela. This is an emphasis on human society. The Christian said, get your head out of the clouds. Hmm? Let's focus in the here and now, right before us, huh? amongst us, our own kind, hmm? who are supporting us, hmm? Let's show respect to them. And who supports us more uh, than Govardhan defines our very existence here by providing grasses for the cows and so forth. Um, you know, the, they, they moved from, from Gokul to the Vrindavan and Govardhan area because of the, the grasses there. Hmm? This is the termination amongst the cowherd elders and it took them across the Jamuna and so forth. So... So what what really happened is Krishna gave all kinds of philosophy and whatnot, but ultimately Nanda Maharaj was not convinced by any of his philosophical presentations, but by the but by the charm of his son, hmm? just his son's charmingness. So we may also understand that there are a number of different philosophies. There is the six darshans of of India: the Nyaya, the Vaisheshika, the Karma Mimamsa, the the Vedanta, the, 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 the Vaisheshika, and so forth, yoga. And today there are many philosophies also, hmm? many, many, and, and whatnot, that uh, we can interface with, and we should strengthen our own understanding of, of what we're involved in and why and the, and the value of that. Before Rag comes, before Ruchi comes, there's going to be a fair amount of preoccupation with that for one's own sake or for the sake of convincing others that they may be intellectually committed, hmm? and that their tender heart of faith may have a head to it, which corresponds 
with their faith, which then uh, fuels that much further the faith into the kind of steady practice that Nishita is about that affords one ruchi, hmm? taste. Then one's driven by the taste alone. Hmm? Then uh, doesn't need to be convinced hmm? uh, as a way of convincing uh, others convincingly. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, but at any rate, my point is that in interacting with other philosophies and, and asserting the position of Gaudi, of Vaishnavism, and so forth, it's, so on, whether they be ancient philosophies of Vedanta and different strands of that or modern philosophies and so forth, um, we have a particular trump card to play. Philosophy about something that transcends logic, that transcends reason, that transcends language, hmm, can only be philosophized about and spoken about to some extent. There are going to be gaps, holes, in the philosophy that someone can find and put their finger through and say, see, your case is not entirely tight. Hmm? That can be done anywhere. In Gaudiya Vaishnavism, we readily admit that about our own philosophy because, again, it's an, it's a, our philosophy is an attempt to put into reason and language something that transcends it. So you can only do it so much. You can only say, so, so, explain it logically. It doesn't, in other words... The truth of Gaudiya Vaishnavism, the truth of the Atma, and the truth of Bhagwan, Sri Krishna, is not going to appear in, co in a court of reason, with a ju jury, a judge and jury of reason, answer to reason. Hmm? It transcends reason, and therefore uh, uh, only reason guided by, by something beyond itself has utilization to a point in terms of affording us experience of that. Hmm? So it's important to harmonize our head with our heart, that, we, that our faith may grow hmm? and fuel our practice and so forth. But my point is that in interacting with other philosophies, and so forth, we have a trump card. It's not a trump philosophical point that trumps everything. We, why we like our philosophy, why it makes perfect sense to us, and we don't find the holes in it. Hmm? Because we have a certain psychology that makes us predisposed to this. Where does that come from? That comes from Sukriti, from previous lives. We're not here because of reasoning, you see. We'll be here because of Sukriti, because of some association we had hmm, that's made us predisposed to find this logic is fully satisfying. Hmm? Of course, those who are well-schooled and will try to find holes in it, hmm, ahead of you, ahead of us, and then fill them up, you know, like I'm doing <laughs> now and so forth so that you don't get stumped at some point when you're trying to harmonize your heart with your head which is an important exercise that takes us from kanishta to a madhyam and experiential orientation to the, to the practice hmm. but, so what is the trump card? Hmm? it's not some trump philosophical point therefore, and see, you're, you're defeated and so forth. it's the charm of we could say yeah, yeah, maybe, okay, we read each a stalemate, but this is, you get to say, this is a very charming idea. Hmm? That the infinite, the absolute uh, is, is a person and, 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 and is willing to unite with the, with the finite on such intimate terms that his infiniteness becomes obscured hmm, in the process. And uh, this idea that beyond God, there's something beyond God. Hmm? We are teaching what God 
what God worships, not the worship of God, but that who God worships. This is, these are, anyway, it's a very charming idea, especially in, in, in Vedanta. Uh, the way to Vedanta is, is not charming at all. <laughs> There's no charm to that. So this is, a, this is the trump card. This is the card that Krishna ultimately played to Nanda Maharaj without trying, just being his charming self. And part of that was, as a seven-year-old boy, to start speaking all the philosophy and so forth. And so the father just became enamored by him, charmed by him, and said, well, forget it, you know. All these years we've been doing this Indra Yagya, and it's a big thing, people coming from all over, even outside the immediate village and whatnot, whatever you want. I mean, imagine what that, <laughs> a grown man decides to do what a seven-year-old boy says, you know. Seven-year-old boy says, stop going to church on Sunday. Hmm? And the father says, well, there's so many reasons to go to church on Sunday. He says, no, don't do that. Just, just, just stay home with me. All right, we'll do that. And never, and never go to church on Sunday again. Okay, we'll do that. This is the power of Krishna's uh, charm. Hmm? So it went, right? And then Krishna began to instruct. Well, okay, so worship Govardhan Hill. How will we do that? What's the procedure? Hmm? Oh, and Krishna was ready with so much information. Hmm? He, he, he knew very well how to advise hmm? because he knew. Govardhan is myself. How to serve me? I like kachoris, <laughs> puris, halava, sweet rice, all these things. <laughs> you prepare that, he said. This is the worship. Make stacks of chapatis. <laughs> Make mounds of rice and so forth. Do these things. And worship cows. Hmm? Bring all the cows. We, 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 and so he organized. Worship of the cows. And he instructed on each level how to worship them, what, what to do and so forth. And, and, and then the hill will like to be circumambulated. He likes that. Hmm? So he, he told them how to, how to circumambulate. Who should go first? Who should go second? Who should come at the end? And so forth. In all the groups of the different rasas. And so he has a very, very well thought out plan. Hmm? After all, he knows from his omniscient side that Govardhan is me from the Sandini Shakti perspective. The Dham is non different from me. Govardhan is a manifestation of myself. Uh, so he taught. And then they circumambulated. And then they, they cooked and they prepared. And they made an offering to the hill. And the hills became alive. The mountain became alive. The personified hill made his appearance. And he laughed. Like this. And he said, Feed everybody except for him. Feed it. Distribute my remnants to the cow, to the, to the animals, to the to the this kind of people, that kind of people, the dogs and the cats and everyone except for him. He pointed like this, but that guy. Hmm? It's like, what? So it was a very generous Leela. The mountains are very, very generous. You know, if you pull out like from Seattle, you know, and you, I like that, and you, you drive and you see that Mount Rainier there sometimes. So it's like, it's a generous looking guy. So much he's providing, so many things. So what kind of, you feel... Could give could give shelter, hmm? or some other mountain like Mount Hood in Oregon, uh, Mount Shasta, and so forth. These are some of the West Coast mountains. Um, 
over there in, in Sharanagati or Saragrahi in North Carolina, we have our ashram, our monastery there, and you have the Appalachians and and so forth. It's it's very it's kind of comforting. Uh, you feel feel sheltered mm. in the mountains, Madhavan also in Costa Rica and so forth here as well. So uh, 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 he's a very uh, generous uh, character. This uh, Giri. Govardhan, Krishna as, as Govardhan. And the Lila is much about uh, sustaining people. I mean, what's the central part, as I say, of sustaining oneself, hmm? maintaining oneself? This is the center of Sharanagati. You need food to eat. The bottom line is you have to eat. Hmm? To do many other things, but you have to eat. <laughs> Eating is, is, is living. Gaudi Vaishnav connects this very primal necessity of eating, hmm? it, it in such a way that it spiritualizes this this uh, this primal animal necessity drive. It, it exceeds the the sex drive. Hmm? Mm-hmm. Hmm? Uh, it 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 goes to the heart of our sense of necessity in terms of maintaining our egoic material uh, uh, identity. Hmm? And spiritualizes it, and takes you out of that. Thereby, through the same preoccupation with eating, out of that material identity, hmm? and 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 gives you a spiritual identity entrance into Krishna Lila. Just to go in, in short, in brief about it, this is very extraordinary. You don't find this in any other religious tradition. Hmm? This is fully fully developed idea of you know. Pray, say grace, you know, thank God for our meals, you know, whatever. It's such a theologically developed concept. Hmm? And so, it goes so much to the heart of, that's why we say bhakti is so natural. It's not artificial. This is a great example of it. You've got to eat. Hmm? And so there's a whole, and we don't find this in any other religious tradition, this, this, uh, uh, this idea, so beautifully, so profoundly, uh, developed and Govardhan Lila is a big example of that. Again, to maintain yourself, you've got to eat, mm-hmm. and to think that Krishna is my maintainer, you have to eat. You have to be busy serving Krishna, and whatever he leaves over, that's what you live on. Mm-hmm. That's the idea. Uddhava said a beautiful thing in the Bhagwat. He came out dressed in the vestments of Krishna, the royal vestments of Krishna which were one of the hand-me-downs of Krishna. Instead of giving it to the goodwill store, he gives a goodwill. He says, Uddhava, you wear this. Now I'm tired of this. So there's Uddhava dressed up with a spiritual pride. He said, this is our renunciation. (laughs) This is our renunciation. Just by wearing vestments, we will transcend material existence. The Tyagis, they're trying very hard, you know, to renounce, live very austerely and so forth. Our system is different. Take prasad sumptuously. In Uddhava's case, dress up in the royal garments of Krishna. He was, in other words, he wouldn't wear anything if it hadn't first been worn by Krishna. This idea. There was a question about this in Gorlila when Sanatan Prabhu came to Vrindavan. And he was wearing a turban, saffron turban on his head. And Jagadananda came and said, 
which, what, what time did Mahaprabhu give you that garment that you're wearing on your head? Hmm. And Sananda said, oh, I got this from somebody else. <laughs> Jagadananda's like, I don't even, I can't even talk to you. <laughs> so not to say that to bring out this, this sentiment in Jagadananda of his, of, his, of his commitment to Mahaprabhu, this kind of idea. Hmm? So the devotees, if, if they, they're working, serving all day to serve Krishna and they maintain themselves on what's left over. Hmm? Uh, you know, primarily in the form of the prasad, cooking for him, we're growing for him, providing a place and so forth, and, and then we live on the remnants. This is our renunciation. Our renunciation, we accept that which is favorable to bhakti, we reject which is unfavorable. We're not doing renunciation, we're doing bhakti. And in the context of that, some renunciation comes about. Hmm? We're not renouncers, neither we're enjoyers, we're both whenever it serves the interest of bhakti. If it serves the interest of our bhakti to forego something, we forego it. If it serves the interest of bhakti to enjoy something, we'll eat the fig halava that's been offered to, to Krishna. I think I was on the menu today. So, from our figs here. So, uh, at, at any, <laughs> so you could see, this leela is very much about this sharnagati, gopritve varanam tata, Krishna is our maintainer and so forth. And how he maintained the practically he showed, I'm maintaining you. Hmm? They cooked and everything and, 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 and they offered to him and they offered everything back. As many times over the food he consumed, he ate every bit of it. Hmm? Everything. He ate every, and it all came back in multiple, you know, multiplied, <laughs> sufficient. And everybody was fed except for that guy, Indra. Hmm? He was really really trying to put him in his place and make a strong point. Hmm? Huh? Uh, Indra's mentioned in the Vedas more times than Vishnu. Some people think Indra is the more important god of the Vedic times, but if we look at the quality of the utterances about Vishnu, we see, oh, there's a difference entirely. Hmm? Indra's mentioned more because people are more interested in acquisition and going to heaven and so forth, and less interested in, in, in what is the result of Vishnu Bhakti. Hmm? It is said about Krishna that if he really loves you, he takes everything away. Hmm? <laughs> Why? So that, that you have to depend on him only. Hmm? That you become a fully a Sharanagata, then he can ride on a clean slate. Hmm? You give him a clean slate, I depend only on you, and he writes, yes, and I love you like this. Love me like this, as a friend, as a lover. Enter my Leela, and so forth. Hmm? So... Much to be said, so many details about the, the Govardhan Lila, all of the points and all of the beautiful, charming story of that. Suffice to say, Krishna taught them to worship Govardhan. They saw the Govardhan and then they saw the Govardhan personified. They saw that there was identification between Krishna and the Govardhan. They were happy with that, hmm? satisfied. And then they went and, and, and sometimes when you worship Krishna, bad things happen. Hmm? How can that be? <laughs> so Indra came, of course, and he was upset, and he sent the most terrifying storm and so forth, and so uh, let, it ha let it be, let it rain. Hmm? <laughs> uh, you can either try to avoid the rain or learn to dance in it. This is the, you know, the, the choices you have, they say. So 
So the Gober and Leela's men, they learn, they learn to dance in the rain, no problem. Hmm? If, if there's trouble coming from Serbian Krishna, what do we care? We don't care for happiness or distress. We only care for serving Krishna. That's our only concern. End of the problem. The stress no longer becomes a problem. Happiness no longer becomes a pursuit. Hmm? This is how material life works. I want happiness. I want to avoid distress. If you are really a Sharanagata and you just want to please Krishna, hmm, then it doesn't matter if, it, if there's difficulty that comes in the context of the t personally to you. Hmm? Or if there's happiness that comes, happiness comes to the gopis. They're not interested in that, but they embrace it because Krishna likes it. Hmm. Krishna likes to see them in ecstasy. So they go, all right, that will be in ecstasy. Hmm. Something like that. Hmm. So, yeah. so bad things happen sometimes. Difficult, devotees, great devotees are put into difficulty. The whole abraj was put into great difficulty. Indra from heaven. Hmm. You see this, in what's brought out here to us, Indra is different from the people. Govardhan said, and you and I are non-different, he told them. We're one. Hmm? I'm a Brajbasi, you're a Brajbasi, we're one. This is where the gap between object of worship, the worshiper and the worship is bridged. Hmm? Hmm? We become one with the Vrindavan. Krishna is a Brajbasi. We become Brajbasi. Hmm? He's not the personality of God up here. Hmm? He's with us, one with us. Hmm? And so this is the, I guess I say, the central point of the, the Govardhan Leela and um, many others points to be learned from it and many charming um, stories and insights into Leela and the sentiments of the, of the Brajabhasis that are showcased there that we seek to pursue, but we'll have to continue with those in the years to come as we continue to... <laughs> As we do every year, speak about this beautiful Leela. We'll stop there. Are there any questions? What's the time? 12.18. You ready for the Arctic? Okay. Well, we talked for a long time, so we'll, we'll stop. If you have any questions later on, we can sit and, and chat. Shri Giriraj Govardhan Ki Jai Shri Govardhan Puja Mahamotsubhati Ki Jai Gaurnatyananda Ki Jai Dauji Gopal Ki Jai Shri Shri Gauradha Madhav Ki Jai Gaurbhavrinda Ki Jai Gaurpremanandi